Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He is the program director out of KHVH in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, our affiliate out there, it's John Matthews. John, how are you? Good to see you. Doing well uh, under the circumstances. Obviously, would love to see you in better circumstances, but yeah. we are the focus of the world uh, news-wise right now. You really are, and I, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories. I don't want to talk about Biden going to the beach and not saying anything about Maui at all because that's sort of the social media wrangling that's going on. I wanted you to come on today, and we talked about this off the air, because I don't specifically know from San Antonio, Texas, what on God's green earth happened. All of a sudden, the news story was Maui is not only on fire, it's like a 1,000 people are missing. So if you can, take what happened here? How did this start? Do we know? We don't know yet. The investigations are really just getting rolling right now. What we do know is that uh, Tuesday afternoon, a big conflagration started blowing up in West Maui. That's where Lahaina is. And Lahaina is one of the great, not only uh, you know, visitors love Lahaina, but local people here love Lahaina, too. It had a great bustling front street, that was the name of it, front street, yeah. uh, with all kinds of different uh, Hawaii historical artifacts there and buildings and a lot of great hotels and tourist shops and everything else. It really was a focal point for West Maui. Fire sprung up in the afternoon, and it moved they're estimating anywhere between 50 and 70 miles per hour, a mile per minute. That's oh how fast goodness. this fire moved. It was fueled by the uh, hurricane that was passing to the south. Now, we didn't get the moisture from the hurricane, but we certainly got the winds. And with a high pressure system above that hurricane, it created an imbalance and really stirred up the winds, which were also blowing at 50, 60, 70 miles per hour as well. Some of the social media video that you see is absolutely terrifying. Uh, there's some video shot maybe 30 minutes that I saw on social media, 30 minutes before uh, the whole area was engulfed in flames and it was extremely windy, extremely smoky as this fire started building right. and it basically swept through the entirety of Lahaina town. Uh, some 2,100 acres of Lahaina Town is gone. It is burned to the ground. And it, to give you an idea, I mean, a lot of us don't think in the terms of acreage, but 3.4 miles, square miles, 3.4 square miles of That's immense. That, wow. of that area of West Maui is burned. We have right now confirmed 96 deaths. Our governor, Josh Green, is preparing Hawaii for that to go much higher. Uh, we got an update about 9 o'clock this morning, Hawaii time, on the latest. The The fatality toll stayed the same as it was yesterday. It, it went up to 96 yesterday. That's all we know right now for today. But um, the governor will hold a press conference later on today, and we're expecting that that number will rise once again. It's John Matthews, Program Director, KHVH. It's our affiliate out in Honolulu. Uh, we're on 4 to 7 p.m. in the afternoon for the afternoon drive, and we love everybody out there, and it just really hurts my heart to hear about what's going on. Now, you probably know this because we've talked a lot. I grew up in South Florida. I've been through many, many hurricanes. I've actually, as a news reporter and news anchor, gone into hurricanes and reported live from there like one of those idiots being blown around. Uh, but it, as you said, it's always very, very wet. You guys got no moisture at all. I've never heard of a hurricane starting a fire. 
Uh, well, it's it wasn't the hurricane itself. It was the winds that were coming off of that hurricane, the the ancillary winds uh, that really drove things. We had a strong high pressure system to our north. And that imbalance uh, created those windy conditions. Uh, the western side of our Hawaiian Islands are very dry. Uh, western side of the Big Island, Maui, uh, here on Oahu, all drier areas than perhaps on the mainland. You picture Hawaii as very green, very lush, and it's yeah. I would imagine that. It, I would areas. imagine it rains a lot there. I mean, because you're right on the water, it doesn't rain in Maui much. Uh, it rains in parts of Maui. Eastern Maui gets a okay. tremendous amount of rain. Uh, the, you know, on that side of the island, the windward sides. But gotcha. on the leeward sides, it's much drier, and that certainly uh, was a, a problem. And also, Maui's undergoing drought conditions, as are several uh, of our Hawaiian islands. So that's a piece of this. There's. Uh, there's a lot of talk today about what role did leaving the electricity on play in this because Hawaiian Electric didn't cut the power, even though it was a windy day. They did not uh, de-electrify some of the grid, maybe to okay. reduce the risk. That's part of that. Uh, what is going to be investigated as, as the fallout of this incident. Um, there's a lot of different factors that that really went into to this fire, and there were a couple other fires on Maui. Uh, one is up uh, on the shore, on the slopes of Haleakala, which is the big volcano on Maui, uh, in the Kula area. That's only 60% contained, so that's still an active situation there. The Lahaina fire itself is still active at only 85% contained. Well, I was so going to ask you that next because we're getting varying reports about about whether it's out. I thought that it was main, mainly out, but it's only 60% in one area, so 40% is still burning. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in the Kula area, uh, that's claimed about 19 homes, not as uh, as many as in Lahaina, certainly, right. but it's still a situation that we're monitoring here. Uh, it, conditions are favorable right now for firefighters to continue the fight. We have sunny conditions and very little wind. We could appreciate some rain. That would very much help right. us. Right. Uh, but right now, it's certainly not the, the windy conditions that we had last week at all. It's John Matthews, KHVH in uh, Honolulu. Uh, I, I wonder when, when it comes to you saying that the electricity wasn't shut off, is that a normal thing? If you get high winds and there's a chance for the tension wires to be knocked down or electrical grid to do something weird, do they normally shut it off? Is that is that SOP? No, it is not. Uh, but it is already what we're seeing an argument being placed by attorneys who are looking into this to uh, to see if blame can be placed on our Hawaiian Electric Company for this fire. Uh, they're sending battalions of attorneys out here to investigate the root causes of this fire, and that's one right. of the angles that they're looking at. Another angle could be arson. We've had brush fires that have been set by nefarious peoples. That right. could be something to look at. There, there are a number of things we just don't know right now, and that that's actually okay because a lot of our effort is to help those who have been affected. Uh, 2,700, roughly, thereabout, buildings are destroyed in Lahaina. They're gone. And many of, and many of them homes. 86% of them are homes. Wow. Even though it's a touristy, uh, you know, very business tourist area, that's Front Street and a little bit in the back of Front Street. Everything else was residential. And from uh, Honoa Pi'ilani Highway, which is the main highway that runs through that area, all the way down to the ocean, uh, it's all gone. Ninety six, ninety six confirmed dead. A thousand missing. John, is that how many it is? 
Yes. So right now, the the search continues for people that are missing. The, the The flames moved so fast that people really didn't have an opportunity to escape. This is a small town with smaller roads, so getting in the car and just jumping on a highway isn't isn't possible. Uh, a number of people had to leave their cars and literally jump into the ocean to escape the fire. It We've was seen that video. That We've seen those pictures. That's crazy. And it was the only way to save their lives, grabbing something that could float and going out into the ocean. There are a number of boats that are sunk in Lahaina Harbor, and the Coast Guard is doing a search of those to see if there are any victims in in there. This is the largest natural disaster in Hawaii's history. We have we have been hit by hurricanes, Hurricane Aniki back in 1992. Uh, Two very famous natural disasters here are tsunamis that hit in 1946 and 1960 and and killed a number of people on our big island uh, in Hilo. But this has outpaced them all, and we're really just in the beginning stages of finding out how many people we have lost. And as you said, we're up to 96 today. That number is likely to go higher. KHVH uh, program director sees the boss out there at the, our radio station, our affiliate in Honolulu. It's John Matthews. So as as I look at some of these aerials, I've seen the before and the after. Um, the after, it, it looks like somebody took a blowtorch to the place, which is just, it's horrific. But it looks like it happened in like no time. So as you no. said, people people were jumping in the ocean. Do we have an actual time frame? How long from the start of the fire until it was just engulfing everything? Uh, less than an hour. That's less crazy. than an hour, less than an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and that's it. Because and people had no warning. So, no warning, and that's another point of, of controversy here. In Hawaii, we have a statewide civil defense system. We test it every month, first of the month. There's a siren warning test. Uh, all radio stations are required to carry an audio portion, and then there are literal sirens placed all over all of our islands. Those are supposed to sound in cases of emergency. The Maui, the West Maui sirens did not go on. They did wow. not air. And no sirens anywhere aired. So could Do that we know have why? Sta- no, we don't. There's speculation that perhaps the lines to them had already been melted or burned wow. to trigger them. There's other speculation that it was perhaps negligent on the part of, of local government or state government. Are they tested often? That. They're tested once per month. Uh, and And... Each one is supposed to be functioning. If one isn't, it's fixed within that month for the test the following month. But they weren't triggered. Could that have saved additional lives? Or was the fire just too fast? All of this will be investigated in the coming, coming months. Yeah, one would think that it wouldn't be reliant on the electrical grid. They'd have some other way to power those because in an emergency, you might not, not might not have electricity. I remember growing up in New York, we had this big, loud fire siren that would be an emergency alert, and then there would be the real thing when there was a real fire. Um, I, I or even hurricane, you know, or tornado sirens that you've got mm-hmm. in different parts too. I can I can understand why people would not have been warned whatsoever. So people are invited. I mean, can you even investigate it now because it's still on fire? A lot of the place. Oh, oh uh, Lahaina, Lahaina the, the town itself is really, uh, it's, they're letting people back in, you know, for obviously okay. first responders. And uh, the, where the fire is, the 85% contained, the, the part, it's, it's more out of the way now. Uh, but it still bears watching because there are hot spots that can flare up. Right. Uh, as far as the sirens go, we, you know, we're only four or five days into this. We're going to find out. And 
that answer really is key. Now, this fire was moving so rapidly, a mile a minute, and there there aren't a whole lot of miles between where the fire started and the ocean itself. So this right. was so rapid, there perhaps just was not time to send those alerts out before um, before disaster struck. There were some people who reported getting text messages. There are different programs you can sign up for out here to give you emergency text message. Some people got those, but as far as the, the loud warning sirens that we test every month, those did not go off and people are asking questions about that. Very strange. It's John Matthews, KHVH Radio in Honolulu, Hawaii. John, you and I uh, texted and emailed back and forth. Uh, how do people help? There's got to be a way to help out here. Well, we have teamed up with Hawaii Red Cross, the Hawaii Red Cross, the statewide organization, and they're the ones on the ground. They're the ones that are providing as much aid as possible. Uh, we know that there are a number of funds that have sprung up over the past uh, you know, few days because this is such a, a, an enormous tragedy with enormous need. Uh, everything from the things that you think about, which is food and medicine, to just clothes. Clothes, uh, diapers, personal care items, everything. The Red Cross is helping to not only collect but distribute those items, and we have partnered with them. So you can go to iHeartHelpsMaui.com, iHeartHelpsMaui.com, all one word. And that is a site that we have set up here at News Radio 830KHVH, along with our sister stations here in Honolulu. And all the proceeds go towards the Hawaii Red Cross. Now, the National Red Cross is a wonderful organization, but if you go there, you're contributing to their general fund, and it's not directed towards the state of Hawaii and this disaster. So right. we want to make sure that people go to iHeartHelpsMaui.com, and you'll see the logos of all of our radio stations there. And that is where you can contribute what you feel comfortable with and uh, and every bit helps right now. There are a number of people that are still living in shelters. Uh, there's a lot of searches going on for family members and friends and notable people in the community uh, coming out to support all this. You've seen probably video of Oprah Winfrey, you know, visiting a, a few of the shelters. Right, right. Uh, we have other people that have great ties to, to Maui. Uh, supporting and, and Hawaii as well, Jason Momoa and The Rock, uh, you know, contributing towards towards the recovery and the immediate uh, help for the people that have been affected by this. Uh, it is to the point now where they are asking family members to contribute DNA samples so that they could possibly identify those that they expect to find uh, still at this point. Only about four percent now what are we four or five days from this yeah. only about four or five percent of the entire area has been thoroughly searched we oh, have wow. a long way to go uh within lahaina to to really account for everybody so so as you said sadly that number is going to go up that number is the 96 fatalities is absolutely going to go up. We'll probably get an update on that later this afternoon for the people that survived, but who have lost everything. If you've seen the pictures, you know that everything has been basically flattened and turned to ashes. iHeartHelpsMaui.com is where you can go to contribute and know that that money helps Hawaii Red Cross yeah. to complete the, uh, the the jobs that they have to do, which not only involve collection, but distribution, which often tends to be the bigger problem is how do you get all the stuff to the people that need it? 
iHeartHelpsMaui.com. Make sure you go there. It's John Matthews from KHVH Radio in Honolulu, Hawaii. John, I'm glad that you're safe. You and your family, uh, hopefully we're going to get lower numbers than are expected. We'll get an update later on this afternoon, and you and I should talk again. Thanks for coming on and, and updating us what's happening in, uh, in Maui. Thank you. Appreciate you, Joe. Love hearing you every afternoon out here. Love being on there. All right, John, thank you. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Really appreciate John coming on. We talked off the air about some of these conspiracy theories. I don't know what started the fire, and John gave us great information that they don't know yet. Nobody knows yet, but all the somebody lit them on fire. Some uh, uh, space sailing did it. A rocket did it. Nobody has any idea what caused it. And as he said, it could have been something that naturally happened. It could have been arson. They don't know yet. What I don't like is that the that the sirens weren't working. That doesn't make any sense. What I don't like is that. Um, it just seemed like the systems that were in place weren't in place. They didn't shut the electricity off once the wires started going down. I'm assuming that's what he meant. So, um, I don't know what caused it. He's there and doesn't, he works at a news station, so he doesn't know what caused it. Um, and there is no official word yet. Now, I know there was going to be some sort of a press conference this afternoon, Hawaii time. I have not seen what they've said yet in that, in that press conference, but to hear that a thousand people are missing, that's priority one. When you see the before and after, um, shots of Maui, it's just devastating. It's unbelievable. And I, you know, you think about it because I'm not an expert on Hawaii, obviously, although I love being on there. Um, it's surrounded by water. It's an island state. So you would figure that it would be wet all the time and green all the time. And I learned a lot from John today in that there are sections, especially uh, where this happened, of Hawaii, of Maui specifically, that are extremely dry. And I can't even imagine Carrie, can you imagine fire going that fast that people had to jump in the water just not to get burned? I know. It's so traumatic and terrifying, and I can't Truly unbelievable. Uh, We've seen the pictures. We've seen the video of people literally in the water just trying to get away from the flames. It's nuts. Hopefully, going forward, there's going to be a better system in place that can help handle something like this, although it's very rare. Still, it's very devastating, very deadly. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Another big hour coming your way with Representative Troy Nail. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.